Our best win of the year, a gutsy, wholehearted, true bloods performance. But the heartbreak for Alex Johnson is the overriding feeling for all of us. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be discussing our review of last Sunday's enormously important and bloody brilliant win over the Melbourne Footy Club. The preview of the next game this Saturday against the GWS Giants and, of course, everything else Sydney Swans as well. My name's Tom Flanagan and I'm joined tonight in the Podular Media Studio, as always, by Ben Andrew. Here I am. Here I am. Madison Clark's away living the dream in New York, so in his place, we're pumped to welcome to the show for the very first time, Dave Baxter. G'day, Tommy. Ooh. Benny, how are we, legends? Going extremely well, Dave-o. A founding, uh, founding fan of the True Bloods Podular page. A part of the faithful since a day, Dom. part dot. of the faithful, a regular contributor, Tommy. Yep, and great to, uh, great to have him in the studio for the first time after what was a magnificent win uh, by the boys. Season-defining it was, but... There was just a real emptiness about the whole thing because of AJ. There really was. It was a sombre, a sombre win, really, wasn't it, when you think about it? Uh, an incredible win for our club and one that meant a lot to us, Deeps. But um, I think uh, it's, it's hard not to feel for, for AJ. Oh, mate, it absolutely just sent that shiver through the spine and you were just hoping it wasn't going to be the ACL, but I'm pretty sure that got confirmed today by Tom yep. Harley. Yeah. Um, so, look, it, it'll be interesting to see whether he goes on with the the six Rico. It is the other knee, but it um, be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about that earlier, just before we got, got underway, uh, Debs, and you were saying that it's something like three times more likely that the uh, the opposite ACL goes yeah, because exactly of that right. because of that favorability. Yeah, I think just because um, yeah, you're allowing on that opposite side. Um, so much load into the other leg. It does, mate. Yeah, just they tend to go. Unfortunately, it's just such a tragic story, Tommy. Yeah, well, it, it is. It's, it's such it, a cruel it, game. Exactly, and that's that's the word. Like some, it's cruel. It's just unfortunate. I think Horse said in his um, uh, Derby press conference today when he was sitting with Leon Cameron that his son came up to him and just said, "It's just not fair for Alex. He's such a good bloke." Um, and that sort of sums up the, the, the feelings of all of us. And it really it takes the gloss of what was probably our best win of the year. It was an epic game, finals-like intensity. It was huge. It was so massive. much on the line and two quality teams putting on an absolute show. But it With just, finals on the line. But it just seems Definitely. a bit insignificant in the, in the end. It's just that empty feeling when you, it, when you bring it into the context of what's happened to AJ. And, you know, we just had him, we had him on the pod last week, and he was so up and about and so happy that you know he'd been able to finally. Everyone, but everyone week. was excited. Everyone, we all were. Everyone. Yeah, what, yeah. And, and not just not just Swanee's fans. You talk to you talk to everyone, and everyone goes like, "It's just a fantastic story that a guy like you know a story of perseverance of, of inner strength." So I know that 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 sounds like I'm taking the taking the piss, but it just it's such a phenomenal story that. Uh, that he's pushed through so much and he's just taken everything on the chin and taken everything in his stride and has been dealt a, the cruelest of blows. And I think, I think just the way he sort of, he's really earned his spot back in the side. Yep. He, he was delisted. I'm not sure of the year he was, got rookied, come back through the, the kneeful yep. and um, put it, even that performance against Collingwood last week, 11 marks or whatever it was. Shut, shut down Mason he, Cox. One of the most, it. one of the most informed players in the comp at the moment. And he, he Deserve the spot he was back, and to go down like he did, it I felt physically ill. It was, it was... But but at least he came back. At least he did yeah, come he back did. and play yeah, yeah, played that whole game 100%. against Collingwood and played really well and showed that he's he still got it at the yeah. level. He proved that he was, he was still an AFL quality player um, in that Collingwood game when he took down Mason. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be an interesting space to watch, I reckon, Tommy, as it, uh, as it unfolds as to which way the club goes and which way he goes and what's, what's best for, for AJ. Because that's, that is now what, what I want for him. I just want the bloke to be happy. And if you know what, if it's too gutting for him to go through it all again, I don't think there is a soul in, in the country that would, uh, that would, that would argue otherwise. Yep, exactly right. He's think- put in every, he has put in every hard yard. And it would have taken a lot out of him. A lot out of him. And if he's listening, I'm not sure whether he will, but we love you, AJ. Absolutely um, love you, mate. And Absolutely love you. I think I'm speaking for all Swans fans here and footy fans in general that we're all thinking of you right now and we're all right behind you, whatever you choose to do um, in the future. It's just utterly tragic stuff. Like I'm, I was sitting there on the boundary just in absolute shock when it happened. It was just like this numbing feeling that came across your whole being um, and you just stop watching the footy and you just start watching him coming off the ground and you can't believe what you're seeing and then he lays down on the bench and, and it's his good knee too and like the saddest thing I've ever experienced in a game of footy. Yeah, it was, you know, watching him on the, on the, on the pine with his head in his hands, Dave. It just, yeah. it was gutting. It's it was of, so uh, hard to look after at. After he'd had the test done and sort of you sitting there and the realisation, he would know he knows. the feeling he of knows. doing it. He, he knew, knew it. He knew he straight saw, away. Saw his head down and oh, showing it. I think if you saw that uh, photo of him and Nick Newman, where yep. Newman yeah. was sort of just that upset for his one of his best mates, he's gone down with another knee. And I, I was there with with Aidy, who we spoke to yeah, last course, week, yeah. who hosted yeah. the debrief, and, and we were with Richie, uh, Richie Johnson, Alex's yep. brother, and it's, you know, I've known Richie for a while, and he's a you know such a jovial up and about character, and he was, you know, visibly, um, you'd be devastated, devastated, be so, and as you would, would be. I mean, think about you know how much it sort of gets to us as, as supporters. God, imagine how his family takes it. That's yeah, it. it's just it's just so cruel. Tommy, you uh, had the fortunate disposition of being in uh, being in the rooms after the game. Oh, what a time to be down there, Tommy. What a time to be down there. But speak to us a little bit about the mood. Yeah, because I can imagine you know after the way that we've just spoken about it, the playing group would have uh, would have been very mindful of of obviously the win, but also of the sad reality of, of what was going on. Yeah, it was a really strange balance of emotions down there because obviously everyone's so chuffed that we've just had such an awesome win and such an important win, and um, it really it gives us a... But Second and third quarter spirited, of footy. Spirited. Proofs in the pudding. Absolutely. And you know what? We, uh, we had a bit of work to do at quarter time. We did. And we had Smooch on the bench as well. We'll touch on that later on. But... Uh, uh, an incredible effort for the boys to, to come surging back. Into An that. incredible effort from Horse. Oh, awesome. Oh. Best coaching performance of the year from one Jay Longmire. You star. Bit of plan he's B do, about he's that, done boys. It. Oh, a little, well, bit, of, plan B. little well, bit of plan B. Forced to, forced to implement a plan B. Two of your most important defenders get ruled out in the first quarter, Smith and Johnson, and you have to completely restructure things. And I loved how he restructured the back six on the fly. Having Heaney go back there, I mean, it's an absolute luxury that we can do that and have yeah. a player like Heaney yeah. that's capable How's the of, class of the man? slotting oh, into the role. And silky. How is the class? What a job he did. But He's clutch. He's clutch. But you have to rob Peter to pay Paul to put um, Heaney into the back line. So um, kudos to Horse for doing that. And then kudos to George and Joey and Hannes for putting the midfield on the, on their shoulders and... They just destroyed Melbourne's midfield. This fabled midfield that gets you know talked up by the D's fans, Oliver and Brayshaw and and Petrarca and and Nathan Jones. George just about single handedly, like um, Joey and Hannah's were involved as well. But George was just unreal. I thought he was our best player on the ground, despite 
Heaney probably having the more spectacular game. Yeah, and you know what? It's interesting you bring up bring up George there because we commented at the end of the, uh, last week's pod. He's the one bloke that not a single Melbourne supporter was even thinking about. Yeah. Oh. Now, Clary started to get off the leash a little bit in the fourth quarter, but that's because of Heaney sort of heading back and George having to shoulder a bit more of an offensive sort of, load. Uh, us but, moving our focus from sort of yeah, still yeah, trying yeah. to win the game to nearly protecting it that sort of yeah, last exactly five minutes right. or so. Exactly right. But, Dave, uh, Clary, Clary had about 16, 17 touches the three-quarter time. Uh, with, with somebody, I don't think any. Must... De- I don't think any D's fans even even considered that. Exactly right, mate. Um, yeah, the scalps he's taken this year. I think the list uh, speaks for itself. Career best form. Absolutely. Career best form. No doubt about that, Benny. And still hasn't played a hundred games. It's up to about 60, 60 odd now. Yep, played his fiftieth earlier this year. He's just going to get better. Better and better and better. That's how they learn, isn't it? Absolutely. Babes? That's how they learn. That's it. Mate. They run, run with the best, and they uh, you, you develop your own little style. And that second and third quarter, the no. ball, the ball oh. movement, the ball movement. We've been just crying out, out for, for, for clean hands, oh, clean disposal, clean hands, and the kicking efficiency it was on. The way we, the way we were really hitting up through. Like I think Franklin got hit up about two or three times in the space of five or ten Mate, minutes. Nicky Newman, oh. Nick Newman, oh, yeah, best game to... he's ever played for the club Definitely. by a mile. Oh, he was unbelievable by foot. He was sensational. Well, it's a, it's a buzzword on here. We say it every week. Lower the eyes, but th- I mean, they really did it. It was a. It, there looked to be a really considered uh, instruction to maintain possession until the right option presented itself. But at the same time, when the ball was in dispute, there was that really brutal pressure on the opposition and like that. The instruction to take them on physically and um, contest to contest, make them back off, and and that's eventually what they did. We, and then we just ran through them and took the game away from them. And Melbourne, the pea hearts that they are, uh, they got just, no got no ticker. <laughs> mate, no, they got no ticker. No, they no. got intimidated. The intensity Again, was too very, much for them. Yeah, a very right. young list, but exactly what you say, mate. But Swannies just took advantage of it. Yeah, they didn't want to put their heads over it in the end because we yeah. were just too hard for them. Yeah. And then yeah. they just shit the bed like they always do when it matters. Um, so but this isn't about. On the line. It's not about Melbourne. We, we've wanted this style of footy all year from the Swannies. Yeah. Now we've got it. We know we're capable of it from for now. Two and on. a half quarters. For, well, yeah. but it may just be for two and a half quarters. But we know that it's we're a, capable we of need. it now that we've seen it. We just have to do it again every week for the rest of the year. And the sky's the limit for the mighty Swannies. We're, we're back on, boys. Dave, I, I reckon that we. I reckon the frustration for us has come from the fact that we know that we can deliver that. We know that our best, best. is the best. 100%. Right? And I think you just got to look at the last two weeks. You have a look at the Collingwood win and the Melbourne win. They're two contenders, as you would say. Um, and we play two quarters of footy and we still get the chocolates every week. And I think that's saying a lot about how the Swans are playing and just how we can get the job done. And that's what a good team does. They, they get those wins when they have to. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Tommy, I'm going to throw this one to you. How do we get that in a four-quarter performance? What's got to happen? What's got to happen? Because we can't rely on on a tragic story and one of our blokes going down, which, Dave, we're actually going to touch on because you brought something to my attention, which I really liked. Yeah. What have we got to do to get a four-quarter performance of of that quality, of that calibre? Because whoever it's up against, they will be taken to the cleaners. They will be, but it's not easy. It's easier said than done to be able to do that. You really need all cogs firing, and that's what happened for us on the weekend in those two quarters. Literally every cog on the ground fired for us. (laughs) Um, you, you look at the back end, uh, the way Aaliyah was reading the ball oh, at the back was just geez, he's unreal. phenomenal. He, just control the month. game. Oh, the, Aaliyah's Mate, his last, last six month. weeks. Oh, 
absolutely. He's been in our best every week for sure. Um, and he just is the way he's reading the ball, the way he disposes, and sort of just takes that game on that little bit and hits that short 45 or whether it's getting past one bloke, just creates and opens up our play. And he just covers he's the ground. He covers the ground so quickly and reads the flight of the ball in the air just as well as anyone in the league at the moment. Mm. He's, he's, we've said it a couple of weeks in a row now, but he's just about the form player of the comp at the moment of the year. But uh, it wasn't just him. Uh, we spoke of Newman, and he's had his best game for the club. Dawson's fired up in the forward half. Love and having Dawson. He's, he's unreal. He's that utility type that we've really been crying out for. Yep. Um, and you can, you can put him anywhere. His long left leg, he can take a hanger. He's pretty quick, covers the ground well, runs out the game well. Love him. There's a lot of... I uh, said it last week, Dave. There's a lot of uh, a lot of Isaac Smith about Dawson. There is, mate. Absolutely. Really like him. That big contested bright future. That contested grab he went, took. Um, obviously missed that shot, but had that good set shot in the first or second quarter as well. He's got a lot of potential. That kid. No, yeah, sure. it's, a, it's a space to watch. More cogs turning. Watch. More cogs turning. McCartan. How about McCartan's oh. game? The way he led up to the ball. He Absolutely. was just outstanding, contesting 100% efficiency uh, with the disposal as well for McCartan. Haywood. Uh, wasn't always involved, but when he was, G was dynamic. He's and how about, how about bounce? How about that bounce? Oh. Yeah, oh. <laughs> the old Warney leg was, break. How yeah, good is it? Yeah, that. Oh, God, Shane Warney, your heart out. Ball of the century. How's <laughs> <laughs> um, that for a flipper? Just to go back to the um, playing four quarters. Um, so I was, I was very interested by this on the weekend. Yeah, um, this is huge. This is a great start. So when I looked at, it, I was like, oh, obviously we lost too early. Our rotations are going to be down we're going to be running out of legs type thing is sort of expected losing two players yep. early in the game. Not unreasonable. So I j- jumped on the old stats and had a look at the interchanges that we actually had. So a maximum of 90, we had 71. So normally everyone uses that to their full capacity, get as many rotations on and off. And I flicked over to Melbourne and they only had 74 out of 90. So It's pretty low rotations, like regardless for a game of and, and the way they ran over us in the last quarter. And I think they actually put up a stat on the TV. I think we have lost seven of our last eight final quarters, which is now eight out of nine. And I don't know whether it's us just running out of legs, we're not fit enough and not running out the game, or is it something deeper? I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. I, I, You know, you sent that through to me, you know, I was in disbelief. I couldn't believe it. It just it doesn't make sense, but it's a, it's a theme throughout our last... Well, our whole year of footy, really. Not yeah. playing that four quarters. Yeah. It's an issue, but there's there's so many positives from the game itself yeah. that yeah. you, you can't yeah. really Absolutely. dwell dwell on the negatives too much. But it, we are we are still searching for consistent four-quarter performances as much as uh, we're happy with what we saw on the weekend in the middle two quarters. Um, Papley. Oh. I, th- I think if he Paps. snaps that last goal in the last minute or so, whenever that was. I think that's nearly the perfect game as a small forward. Four snags, if he yep. kicks that, that, that's up and about. That's a big game for a, for a small forward. Absolutely. That's, that's he was awesome. just oozing blood's ethos oh, every yeah, second of the day. Yep. On, on He's Sunday. got that toughness. He does. Put it this toughness. way, I reckon if you played for another cl- another side, or if I, sorry, if I was a, an, a, an opposition supporter, I reckon yeah, I'd hate him. I'd yeah. hate him. Someone said that to me him. in the crowd on the yeah. weekend, and yeah. I said, yeah, but he plays for us, so I'll fucking love him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. No, he's got, he's got my tick every day of the week. Absolutely. Hitting the contest as quick as he does, front, centre, snags. What more can you ask for from a small forward? Mate, pretty handy set shot. Don't leave that out. Absolutely. Here's another Sorry, one. Sorry, Benny. Sorry, Benny. That is uh, very important. 
Hannah's. Oh, huge. Hannah's is huge. back. He's back. He's Where's back. 100%. Where's Mads when we, we should yeah. almost dial him in here. We should <laughs> dial him in because he's been, he has been calling for Hannah's head. He's like, sack him, get rid of him. I don't see him coming back to form, all kinds of stuff. Mate, that was as good a performance as you could want. That goal that he kicked on the run from 50, yeah. I just exploded oh. when that happened. It was one of the loudest roars I've heard from Swans fans at the G apart from grand finals. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely. It's just it. To obviously even get in that position, he's got to be moving better. I, yep. think he, I, I think it's been OP from what That's I've what heard. I've heard. That's what um, I've heard. Just really struggling to get moving. So he's getting that movement. To get free like that, he's known as just that gut run. Yep. He's got to the position, kicked the goal. We knew he was back. Yeah. Had 26, nine contested, three tackles, three clearances, six score involvements in that goal. That's huge return for a bloke yeah, who's, who's massive, been massively massive. struggling this and you year. Know what? He's been unbelievable on Sunday. Just watching him out there, you touched on it, Dabes, that he was just out there running. He was just working, working, willing himself to every contest. And that is exactly what he's been known for. And it was such a fantastic thing to see him. Another one. To come back, to, to get back to that form. And, and if I'm being honest, I, I, I wasn't sure if he was going to, if he was going to get there this year. But regardless of how he did it, wow. What a game. There's another what one just oozing that blood's ethos. Yep. And the way they played on the weekend, especially in those middle quarters, uh, you know, AJ went out to the huddle at, quarter time yeah, and huge. spoke to all the boys just patted them on the back and huge i think that that, that must have been just absolutely massive for the boys because they would have known yeah. um you know what the gravity of the situation was for, for alex and what what's going to come in the future but gee you could just see it on them how fiery they were in their eyes and determined to get the win for aj so he could sing the song loved the game from your man as well singers yeah yeah i was gonna chief. yeah oh, mate um, all the Melbourne support. I was on the debrief last week, the, the Melbourne podcast we have here at Podular, and they were all talking about how, oh, if Gorney plays, he's going to thrash him and it's going to, it's going to be all <laughs> over. And, you know, Gorney's the best ruck in the comp, blah, blah, blah. Gorn had seven touches for the day. His hit outs, none of them were that re- really that effective. Sinker's completely nullified a bloke who people are saying is the number one ruckman in the comp. He's arguably, he's arguably a Brownlee medal favourite. Cal is still the most underrated ruckman in the yep. comp. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Understated, well, underrated Ruckman up, in the comp. The way he's stepped up has been unbelievable. He, he could His be entire, most yeah. argu- arguably be our most important player. Sinkers goes down. We're stuffed. Oh, 100%. We're got stuffed. What well, we have to play Darcy Cameron. and he's Which isn't that, terrible. So but then, important. Yeah. But, you know, you look at it. The bike's been one up all year. Uh, all year. And, and Gorn does have 40 hit-outs, but what did he do around the ground? Nothing. Like I said, had seven seven touches, barely had an influence around the ball. Cal, on the other hand, had six tackles, five one-percenters, four intercepts, five clearances, 13 disposals, 10 contested. I was loving his Doing groundwork. a bit. I was loving his groundwork. The tackling and the uh, and the follow-up, follow-up clearances, they were fantastic. Who are you, Max Gorn? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's, you know, you look at that and he... He's just come off the back of the two best ruckmen in the comp, in uh, Grundy and Gorn, and he just holds his own. I, sure I, I agree are. with you, Dave. So I reckon he's arguably our most important cog. That's in two Ws in those games. It's very important to us. Yeah. Heaney, the next captain of the Sydney Swans. What did uh, what did Rob on the sash on the uh, on the sash have to say, mate? Heard like heard like, and that's a massive compliment that, from huge. a diehard Essendon supporter. Yeah, that's as absolutely, big as, it gets, as big as it gets. Yeah, yeah. mate, his poise under pressure. Oh, the, can't teach it. The class you cannot of the teach man. it. You cannot. You are born with that kind of nous. 
Yeah, is poise is the word, that calculated, um, just yeah, thought, the thoughtfulness around his disposal and the, the clean, explosive nature of when he goes to get the ball. Yeah, um, the combination of that and the fact that he can do it in all three thirds of the ground is just. He's, he's phenomenal. A, he's a weapon. There were just a few instances weapon. in that game, and I'm, I'm sure we might. He may feature in the votes, boys. Um, <laughs> I would have thought so. Um, where oh, he, I also would have thought so. Pure class. I think it was that that first um, first goal that we kicked, where that handball came out of the pack. You wouldn't have even known who it came to, but out to Papley, first goal of the game. It's Heaney again. And just before we move on to the votes, it was really nice to remind all the Melbourne fans behind me that were giving me a little bit of uh, stick. Oh, that doesn't doesn't sound like the Melbourne faithful. (laughs) Never. It was good. It was good to remind them that they'd uh, they'd crumbled under weight under the weight of a pressure situation once again, and uh, we're the final side, not them. So better luck next year. Yeah, exactly Uh, right. I said. I said to Deves. I said, mate, we were thirty points up at three quarter time. Finals were on the line. There was no way that uh, that Melbourne were going to come to the come to the plate. Credit to them. They did. They stepped, but they stepped too late, and they didn't take a big enough leap. Uh, on to the votes. The votes for the True Bloods Player of the Year for Round 21 against Melbourne. The one vote, Debs. Tommy Papley. Six- Paps. Papa. Unbelievable game from the little kid. Got 16 disposals, eight contested, three clearances, four tackles, eight score involvements, and three goals. How good. How good. We spoke about it earlier. An unbelievable game. As good as you can ask from a small forward. And it's it's great that we've got this mixture of smalls that when, you know, Ronk has a little bit of a quiet one and, and Haywood has a bit of involvement, but limited involvement, that perhaps steps up and kicks three. So we're getting something from at least one of those guys every week. Yeah, exactly right. Two votes, Benny. Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Form player of the competition. Aaliyah. Six weeks a row. In a row? Just about. In Give or votes. take. Oh, in the first quarter, that Melbourne bloke that I was telling you is giving me stick. He goes, who's this bloke? He's rubbish. What's he doing playing in the ones? I turned around to him and I said, mate, you better watch your mouth. He's going to thrash you all day. He's going <laughs> to absolutely dominate you all day. And he did. He absolutely. was just he did. great. He did. Good. He was unbelievable. 15 disposals, 10 marks, 7 intercepts. Just a... You know what? Just a well-rounded performance from Ali. Just what we've come to expect from the last month and a bit. Unbelievable and, uh, addition. Rightly so. He just keeps storming up the uh, True Bloods Player of the Year leaderboard. Could, couldn't so believe it when I heard that. Like yeah. He's been the form player of the comp just about for the last five or six weeks. Guy must not watch much footy. Um, oh, just an absolute muppet. But you know what? <laughs> just another bloke who was probably at the snow... While the D's, while the D's were having a bit of a tough time last year. Put it this way, put it this way. If you wanted to look at how many games have been attended over the last decade in terms of the uh, in terms of the D's, I reckon even I would have a higher higher game count than that bloke. (laughs) But anyway, on to the three votes, Tommy. The best game this bloke's ever played in his career. Um, You said that. You said that earlier. Yep, I absolutely love the way that Nick Newman went about it. Uh, 22 disposals, 12 marks, 7 intercepts, 6 rebound 50s, 5 tackles, 4 score involvements, 491 metres gained. How big is that? That's the big one. That is big. And Just does damage by foot and his evasiveness, as we said earlier. That's uh, He's a critical part to our team and I hope we can hold on to him next year. And we spoke about that heart and soul and character that was... Uh, evident from the boys digging deep uh, after knowing about what had happened to AJ and he was at the forefront of that, Newey. And we, we could see how much it meant to him at the end of the game. Um, we Have got... we actually called him out? We actually said who it is? Nick Newman, yeah, we said it. Yeah, just, yeah, just make sure. Yeah, Nick and Newman. Nick and Newman. Nick Newman. 491 metres gained and lace out oh. every single time. 
every single time. His disposal Something was just about those left footers, crisp, boys. Just crisp. Onto the left, they've just got that next level. Like it. Now, Debs, the man taking home the four votes, Ooh, one of one of Tommy's men. I think My it's one man. of Tommy bo- Tommy's boys. Absolutely. One of Tommy's boys. Absolutely. We've got one Georgie boy, Hewitt. George. George. Love that. Love that. Love hearing that every week, fellas. <laughs> We've got uh, 24 touches, 10 contested, 83% efficiency. That's big. That's big. That's, that's a big one for sure. Eight tackles, five clearances, four... What do we got there? Inside 50s. Four inside 50s there and um, four score involvements as well. A couple of rebound 50s in there as well, mate. Just would, I mean... Did it on both ends. Four inside 50s, four rebound 50s. Oh, jeez, George. George, you've got to slow down, mate. You've got to slow down. Completely took control of the, the mids. The mids. Yep. Completely took control. Uh, and the five votes, Benny. But you have the, uh, the man of the hour. Yeah. We spoke about how spectacular uh, this man was and the polish... That he has the poise. We speak none other than Isaac Heaney. Mr. Five Votes. Another five. five. Another five five votes and extends his lead on top of the True Bloods Player of the Year 2018 leaderboard. So give give us a run through Heaney's stats on the weekend. What did he do? 19 disposals, 10 contested, 6 marks, one of which arguably will be... Got a good story about that one too. Mark of the year. year. Yeah, well, we're we'll, gonna and we'll we're gonna to come, we're gonna come back to that one. Get a load when of this. When we flick to that, boys. Get a load of this. True Bloods faithful. Uh, five tackles, eight intercepts, five score involvements, two goals, two goals. What do I love from uh, from my midfielders, Tommy? Bit of scoreboard impact. Love a bit of scoreboard impact from the boys in the middle. Now uh, you you're overseas, in fact. I was, uh, Benny. Uh, but you found, you found yourself a broadcast. I did, mate. And, I don't and you found yourself some Swans fans. A few Swans fans in there. Maybe even a couple uh, of True Bloods faithful. Past, past players as Ooh, well. Past player. Oh, yes. Hang on. Hang on. It's so, getting interesting. So he's hard to miss. He's hard to miss. So I was walking into... So he's a vibrant character. Vibrant up and about character. Um, yeah, I was walking into this uh, bar, as you do, and I was ordered, ordered my bintang. As you also do. As you also do. <laughs> when in Rome. And um, I've looked to my right and there's one Warwick Wiz Kiappa. Kiappa. Wowee. Absolutely. And we're obviously sitting there, a little bit of banter. He's obviously going for the Swannies as well. Um, so we're sort of looking at each other. Wiz, what's going on? And um, obviously that kick came into the um, forward, uh, Melbourne forward line. And you've seen Haney going up and everyone knows Kappa's in the uh, in the building. <laughs> And he's gone up, he's taken the hanger, everyone says, like, Kiappa, you're guilty. <laughs> and Warwick's loving it, loving the attention. Of course he, he is. And he's just dropped an old, old hand, you know, he's like my apprentice type. Thing, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, How good is that? And you know what? You'd expect nothing short of that, that from, uh, that, from Kappa. That's exactly what I was expecting to hear. When yeah, <laughs> exactly right. i tell you what, though. To, to walk into a bar overseas... Not only to find a broadcast of the game, but to also find a guy like Warren Run Kappa into the whiz, the, oh, the whiz to watch the game with. That's tell you what, mate, it was sensational. And so yeah, that's a that's a story of a lifetime, Dave. Story of a lifetime that one to the grandkids. You know? Yeah, absolutely, mate. You take that one all the way home, Tommy. The leaderboard, uh, leaderboard, but just quickly, a couple of stiff to miss. There oh, were so course, many good, always. so many good players. Kennedy, Lloyd, Franklin, Hanbury, Sinclair, McVeigh, Dawson were the ones in particular that I thought were very stiff to miss out on votes. But the leaderboard. Sees Isaac Heaney streaking away once again. They were closing in on him, but they were. He's, uh, they were. he's got another five under the belt, and he moves to 44 votes for the year on the True Bloods Player of the Year award.
Ward. Kennedy in second place is eight votes short of Heaney on 36. Franklin, third place on 33. Parker, fourth place, 31. Aaliyah moved up to fifth place with 26. And for a bloke who's only played a small, a small part of the year um, in the seniors to be fifth in our uh, player of the year, just as a side note, it's pretty pretty incredible from Aaliyah. Uh Sinclair, sixth place, 23 votes. And then Lloyd McVeigh, Hewitt's moved up. Uh, Rampy, Ronk, Grundy, Haywood, Florent, Papley, Newman, Jones, Mills, Cunningham, and Smith to round it out. I reckon that'll just about do us for the first segment. What do you reckon, boys? We take a break? Oh, I need to take a breather, Tommy. I need to take a breather. We'll see you after the break on True Bloods. You're listening to True Blood, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, we did say off the top of the program, and you've been listening to him through all the way throughout the first segment, that we've got a new panellist on the show, Dave Baxter. And uh, as we always like to do with the new panellists, it's ask a few of the, the tough questions, the big the questions. The hard-hitting questions. The big questions. A bit nervous, boys. You know, these. Look, you can hang your hat on these as a, as a person in life, mate. So, let's, oh, we, yeah. hope you, we, we hope you're ready. Well, well we let's, start, ready. let's start with the most important one. Why do you follow the Bloods? What got you into the Swannies in the first place? So, but I reckon pretty stock standard story as a... I think a lot would have this. The grandparents were old South Melbourne supporters, followed yep. them up to Sydney. Um, my nan, who who lives with me at home, um, she's diehard Sydney, so, and followed them up there. So that's the main reason why I go for the Bloods, boys. Yeah, 100%. Love that. Did you, Love ever leave, that. you ever leave the nest? Ever go up to the SCG for a game? Mate, there was a stage, I reckon, two, three years ago, I was getting up to Sydney. Um, you know, good nightlife up there, fellas. Um, so you enjoyed... Uh, <laughs> there's always uh, <laughs> there's always more than one reason to visit, uh, visit Sydney. Absolutely. So, yeah, get up for a game the game into a King's Cross action. So um, always a good time up there, boys. I can see you getting around the cross. Oh. I can absolutely see <laughs> a bit of Dave back to getting around the cross. Never an issue. And Mr. Uh, Dave was not uh, was not a fan of the uh, the lockout laws in Sydney. Oh, I don't think anyone is. No. Yeah, I, I spent my time, not, I, I personally spent my time in Bondi, so. Yeah, you look a bit of a Bondi. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a Bondi boy, Bondi mate. Time there, Benny. <laughs> absolutely. Got no. the locks going on there. Got a good got a good mate of mine who's living up there at the moment and... Um, yeah, it's not 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 overly difficult for me to get uh, to get up to Sydney, mate. When when I'm up there, I don't venture too far away from Moore Park. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> how good, how good, uh, Deeps, Your greatest swan of all time, of all time. It, look, it's it's a pretty easy one for me. Oh, um, it's an easy one. Oh, I don't, I don't yeah, think there's a, such a thing. Just who, there's a few greats who I loved as a kid. I base my game on him. It's got to be Tony Lockett. Plugger. Plugger. It's got to be. Big he plugger. was a he Look. was a stocky stay-at-home forward, old Deeps. Yeah, <laughs> I, I played for a team called Northvale. They were in the red and white, and I think that's why I played for them. And uh, obviously, I had the big number four on the back come out of the square. Um, Love that. And uh, just the moment of Paul Kelly putting it on to plug his chest, rolling yeah. around it. He was such a good kick for goal. It, for his 1300th, the last thing you would think he's going to sort of wheel around the corner open up the angle and kick the goal. Kicks it, does that, kicks a mongrel punt, and oh, just sends shivers down. It's the this. ugliest kick he ever had. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. 100%. So, yeah, definitely plug it for me, boys. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's hard, hard to, hard to, to disagree. disagree. And yeah. that that's what I said. But mate, when we were when we were kids, we all wanted to sit in the goal square and kick goals. Kick snaps. That's what we were after. And, and he is the greatest kick for goal of all time. One hundred percent. No doubt about that. Numbers don't lie, Tom. Uh and Debs, who's your man? Like we we always like of to uh, pick a man. List. Who is your man? Yeah, look, I, I feel like I'm a little bit restricted with you boys having your men. Um, yeah, well, we've got most of the playing yeah, list covered. Yeah, you've, <laughs> you've got the list covered. But um, I think just for the way they play and that Bloods culture, it's got to be Reg Grundy. Reg. Reg. I love, love it. Love it. I love that. I think just the impro- That's big from a, uh, a forward as well. Exactly right. And I think just the improvement, how he's come through the ranks... I think you've mentioned it before on the podcast. Just he, he used to be indecisive with the ball. He would make mistakes, but now he's just cool, calm, under pressure and takes care of the biggest forward every week. And look, I think he's back up for selection this week as well. Um, hopefully he's got over his mental issues and whatever's going on there. Um, put his hand up and uh, there's definitely uh, some some things for him to take care of uh, this week coming up against GWS. Oh, yeah, I love absolutely. that. I love that, Debs. Yeah. Reg, Reg is your man. Huge. That's it. And it would be fantastic to have Reg back in the side. And Wouldn't as you said, hopefully he's, um, he's all good at the moment. Um, in the second segment, we also like to do a bit of a social question. We like to pose a question of the True Bloods faithful. And today we uh, asked you, can we still make the top four? We've got uh, a couple of tough games coming up. We've got the GWS this weekend, and then we've got the Hawks in the next round. If we win both, we're probably chance to make top four. So can we still make it was the question, Deeps. Who, whose response did you like? Yeah, I liked um, what Clayton Robson had to say. Um, if we play hard, con- a hard, consistent brand of footy, we can compete with the best. Injuries hurt, but we have depth. Let's play every game like it's our last and do it for AJ. A, uh, a True Bloods regular. Atticus Saunders. Saunders. A great man, Saunders. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. But it's definitely possible. If we maintain the four-quarter form we showed on Sunday, I'm going to contest him there, but we'll take that off one. Um, we've got a chance in two massive fixtures against our crosstown rivals and the Poo and Wee scum. <laughs> Jeez, I love that. Uh, both are in Sydney and both are a chance to steal points from other top four contenders. I think that's the most important thing that he shares. We're taking points from two other top four contenders, and that is what's most. That's that's the most pivotal point that he makes. That's what can get us in. Yeah, the absolutely. Fact that they don't win. Absolutely, if we do. Absolutely. Thanks for that, Saundote. Uh, I liked uh, what Christopher Fudge said. Is pretty simple. We are the Bloods. We can do anything. Absolutely. Just that Mate, blood spirit, boys. That two and a half quarters on Sunday. We do that. We can knock anyone off on any on any deck, and I, I think we've got proof of that this season already with the Richmond game. We we play competitive footy for best part of three quarters that day. We're off for a little bit. We get beaten by the best like that, but we come for four quarters. We're in with the shot. Absolutely, hundred percent. Thank you as always, True Bloods. So uh, the uh, response was unanimous. Yes, we can still make top four. Absolutely. The mighty Swannies, the True Bloods faithful, agrees. Uh, also, in the second segment, we like to do something a little bit obscure. A little bit obscure, Tom. A little obscure, bit obscure. And, and, well, because it's your first show, Debs, we reckon it's probably your turn probably to uh, give Absolutely. us an obscure. All right, boys. So, uh, best of uh, luck, just, I must uh, say. Yeah, I, I need the luck. Just so you know, this is about 
you trying to describe the player to me. Tommy will already know who he is. Should as I, soon as you as soon as you mention what year he was drafted, what number, that's pretty much it. Should um, I leave the room and come back halfway you know, through and see if I can still a, get it? Don't be a twat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been, been good, mate. Tommy, but I reckon Benny's in with a shot here. Oh, here we go. All right. Here we go. Originally nothing, from... Nothing like more than a handicap. <laughs> originally from Burham Buddock in New South Wales, drafted by Adelaide in 2007 at pick number 58. 2007, pick 58 for Adelaide. Correct. Great. All right. How are we looking? Nothing yet. No, yeah, nothing yet, mate. All right. <laughs> You're talking about an entire list from another club. Well, that's it. Yeah, so hard start, but... It's going to warm up more, from here? There's more clues. Here we go. Attended prestigious school Assumption College and also played uh, TAC Cup for New South Wales slash ACT Rams and the Calder Cannons. He was named for his AFL debut in round 13, 2009, but was quarantined alongside a teammate. Um, due to the swine flu and influenza when that went around. I remember that. Um, and did not take place on the field. This is for Adelaide? Yes, still yep. in Adelaide. Still at in stage. Adelaide. Yeah. Now I'm still, I'm still lost. Yep. It's ringing a bell. That, that swine flu rings a, a, mm, yep. a faint bell. But I haven't I'm heard the phrase no... swine flu in a while. But... Yeah. 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 Yeah, that yeah. sort of perked my ears up when I... Uh, it, it, like I said, rings a faint bell, but uh, I don't I don't recall the players. All right. Well, we're getting to some Swannies action, so this is where our knowledge should come to the fore. Well, we'd hope so. That's it. At the end of the 2011, he requested a trade to the Swans, the club he supported as a child growing up in New South Wales. He was granted his wish and was traded to the Swans in exchange for Lewis Johnson. Got it. Exchange for Lewis Johnson. I've got it. Of course you do, Tommy. Shut up. <laughs> What year, sorry? Uh, that was at the end of 2011. Benny. Continue. All right. Made his debut for the Swans in round four, 2012, against the Kangaroos. Uh, played 15 games from 2011, oh, sorry, 2012 to 2013, with his best game probably coming in round 11 against Essendon, um, amassing 22 possessions. What position did he play? I would say a, a half back role. Yeah, half back slash half yep. forward. Just roamed around a little roamed bit. Roamed around, yep. Okay. Okay. Still okay, still nothing, Benny? No, still still not much here. I think I would have had it by then. But yeah. yeah, well that's right. That's because you're that's because you researched him. Yeah, true. True. <laughs> All right. He was uh drafted uh sorry, delisted at the end of two thousand and thirteen and picked up by um, by the Pollywood. In in free agency, where he went on to play a further six games. Interesting fact I actually know about him. He uh, when he was at the Pies, um, he played VFL on one day, played a full game. Someone went down late in the um, in the pre game. Right. I remember that. And, and, he, and he played played, played another played game in the VFL. Doubled up. And he and he went all right too. He had twenty odd, I think. So. It's one of his best games. It was yes, <laughs> two games in one day. Yeah, Still nothing? Right. Three yeah. clubs, Adelaide, Sydney, Collingwood? Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Oh, nearly down to the initials. Well, the uh, yeah, well, number, number 19, Guernsey, it was, for the Swannies. For the Swannies, yeah. Following on from the great. From the great Mick, indeed. The great yep. Mick. Jeez. Uh, it, should, it, should, it probably should have come to me by now. <laughs> I'm, I'm nowhere. Initials are T-A. Tony Armstrong. Tony yeah, Armstrong. Yes, Tony Armstrong. Tony Armstrong. That's Very it. good. 
Cop that, Tommy. <laughs> I got it first. <laughs> should have said. Should have said when you had the chance, mate. Had it half an hour should've, ago, mate. Should have said it when you had the chance. <laughs> How do we know you weren't just bluffing your way through? Oh yeah, mate, I got it. Got nothing. Well, I was. I was. Get, we were finishing each other's sentences there for the for the last part of that segment. Oh, shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in unison, yeah. mate. You know how dare you? All right, I've just I've just pulled off another one. You can't just you can't just be happy for me, mate. Oh, I'm very happy for <laughs> you. Oh, shut up. It's too, too little, too late, Tom. <laughs> All right, let's go to the third segment and we'll, we'll uh, hash this out over the break. This is True Bloods. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, we've got a massive, massive game coming up this week against the GWS Giants. It's another massive one. I can't say that enough. Um, we have to beat them uh, if we're going to keep our top four hopes alive. Um, and they're in decent nick. They had a good win. They're an extremely good nick. They had a good win against the Crows last week. Got up by 14 points. Eight and- of the last nine, I think. Something. They are in seriously good touch, good the GWS Giants. Uh, and their, their injury list... Like, it's ridiculous. It's green, it's Scully. Uh, I don't know if Kelly's going to play this week. Just heard a whisper that he's going to miss. Yeah. yeah. We'll Getting off without cold yeah, like concussion. that, you got to do these days. Yeah. But, um, yeah. We'll touch on that later, but like their, their outs are ridiculous, and they're still... Right in it. Right in it. Yeah. They are a seriously, seriously dangerous uh, side at the moment. It's um, going to be a great game this weekend. Yep, There's absolutely. some awesome matchups around Battle the of the bridge always is. It sure always is. Always is, dudes. Absolutely. I think where we can get them, boys, is they're downhill skiers, the GWS. Yep. When everything's all rosy, it's great for them. But When it gets tight inside. Tight, they'll run forward, but I don't think they run as hard back. Just um, shut down Whitfield's outside run and ball use. And yeah. I think, um, he's, yeah. he's the number one. Receiver in the game at the moment. Yeah. He's so he is so damaging off half back. Runs all day, all day, all day. Skinny as my he's, God, he's that's a hell of a frame for an AFL footballer. But, <laughs> but mate, he, he was a number one pick. Was he number one? Yep. Or number yeah, two. Yep. Yeah, was, number yep. one. Number one pick for a reason. And he is just a seriously, seriously intelligent ball user. Potential but, uh, option for your boy Tommy. What field for George? For George? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, George, George could go to him. I, I, I love, I, I love what George... I, I reckon George is... Um, if, if Whitfield's off half-back, don't waste George there. Yep. George has been that good in the midfield. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be inclined to agree. I'd keep him there. Who would you send to him, Tommy? Whitfield. <sighs> Whitfield. Whitfield. In the, in the back line. Maybe give like a Dawson. Yeah, defensive, Dawson a, defensive, defensive forward role for Dawson. Um, maybe Papa. Could annoy the shit out of him all day. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, get niggly. Back, yeah. Get niggly. Or Flo. You could send Flo to him as well. He's probably... Uh, Which would actually yeah. be... A bit slight. Yeah, but, yeah, but you know what? A kid who's willing to run all day. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So there's, op- there's options there. You don't have to take our best um, best run with out of the mid to just shut down Whitfield. Or you probably... Uh, uh, Sheil or Cornelio, we could put George on. Yeah, well, that's... A, that's, a, that's now, there's, now, there's an option for you, all right? Sheil or Cornelio? You can only shut down one. Well, I think Cornelio is a bit more effective forward. May spend some time down there, but yep. has been hitting the scoreboard lately. Um, I think Sheil could be the obvious choice there. Um, class, 
fellow Caulfield Grammarian boys. So absolutely, someone um, uh, someone you and I have spent a bit of time with, Deeps. That's it, mate. So yeah, seen him um, do his best work, and uh, I think George could definitely uh, nullify his role. Yeah. Aaliyah versus Cameron, Jeremy Cameron and Aaliyah. Aaliyah, what a match up that is going to be. That it promises to be just scintillating. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He's a he's a frightening proposition, Jeremy Cameron, and not only is he as one is of Aaliyah their, though. Absolutely, absolutely. Not only is uh, is is Cameron already one of the great forwards in the game, but he's gonna get even better. Seems to always do a number on us as well, Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, he's been handy against us. Kicked a few. Um, there's a three of, and four and five. There's a couple of clubs that we uh, that we fall into that category with. To be honest, mate, he's had uh, he's a very very good footballer. But I'm with you, Tommy. I can't wait to see someone like a Lee go to him. Someone who can match him athletically and and also in in just as good at Nick. So Phil Davis probably goes to Bud when he's inside 50. Maybe yeah, Nick Haynes goes up the ground with him. Yep. Um, that's happened in the past when we've played against the Giants. That should be interesting to see if Bud can get away. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, I think he can get away off anyone. But, um, yeah, definitely oh, Buddy could, could have kicked six or seven last week. So yeah, um, sure. if he can produce that and we hit up as well as we did on the weekend, I think Buddy is definitely going to be a handful like always. Yep. Uh, in terms of a healthy respect for your opposition, I am absolutely loving Harry Himmelberg. He uh, he shows a lot of promise, that yep. bloke. I'm interested. The great uh, size. Great fantastic size. Fantastic size. Very versatile. Yep. Very versatile. Uh very handy in front of goal. I'm looking I'm hoping to see Dane go to go to go to Harry and uh, and do a bit of a number on him. Because again, I, I, I honestly I will be gutted if Dane does not make the all Australian back line. His year has been career defining. He has been absolutely unbelievable. And well, it doesn't matter who's standing next to him, whether it's Leah, whether it's Reg, Smooch. He's been, he has he's been, been the, the constant. Yep. He has been the rock of our back line all year. And you look at even back to last year when he missed the first six rounds. Nought six. Once he came back in, there was he just steadied the ship. Steadied the ship. And he's had this year where he's have he's being the highest possession getter on the ground, Dave. <laughs> yes, mate, he's uh It's unbelievable. He's he's a buddy key back. It's unbelievable. He hurts people by foot as well. Yep. Um, yeah, he's a... Uh, he's a great user out of the back line. Absolutely. Fantastic. Which is not something you can often say about backmen. They're That's usually it. second on the chopping block behind a ruckman. One of the most dependable players going around in the comp. That we've had... In, that we've had... Not just at the Swans, but just in the game. Just yeah, absolutely. Before. Absolutely. Uh Last time we played GWS, Sinkers absolutely annihilated yes, their, their B-grade ruck division after Lob went off injured. Um, that's going to be an interesting battle. Lob had a great game on the weekend against Adelaide, touched up Sam Jacobs, so he'll be he'll be big source trying to get into sinkers. But Cal's in great form too; he's just stopped gone. So yep, uh, that's going to be a great match. Should be riding, Very Should be riding the lightning, Cal. He's honestly in fantastic, fantastic nick. Getting it done every week, boys. Very important for us. The thing with the thing with GWS is they've got the depth. They've just got the depth, and and I oh. I agree with what you're saying. Steve's about them being uh, downhill skiers. But if you talk about that, running, they run hard. They do. They go hard. I agree. I agree. It's, it's, all, it's all very aggressive. They back in their, uh, their, their teammates to, to win the, win the one-on-ones and win the footy. Uh, and that's where a lot, of their, uh, a lot of their flow comes from. But I'm, uh, I have a feeling that we're going to be a little bit tighter than that and might be able to keep them accountable. You say depth, 
um, they do have good depth, but that depth has been severely tested by their injury list. And now you look at their bottom six that played on the weekend, I reckon they're really exploitable for us. Uh, Sam Reid, GWS Sam Reid, he's a good tryer. Um, Matty Buntine, Lockie Keefe, Zach Langdon, Brent Daniels, and Ryan Griffin, who hasn't played a good game for five years. Oh, that's, their, that's their bottom six. Mate, eat your heart out. Eat your heart out. Left the dogs. Captain of the club said, no, I want to go to GWS. Yeah, could have been a, could have been a premiership winner, but um, yeah, look, exploitable, one hundred percent. Yeah, exploitable is the word. 100%. It's great. That's, fa- that's fantastic, Tommy. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I reckon and, we can get them there. I mean, you, you, the one thing that I would say is that you could argue they could argue the same about our bottom six, not based on their talent, but based on their inexperience. Oh, but look at their output. You look at Tommy yeah. McCartan. You know, who, oh, unbelievable. Who, unbelievable. Who, who is Workhorse. our bottom six? McCartan, Dawson, like and they, they were unbelievable and on the they're weekend. Impacting games. I think that's the difference. Yeah. You hear of these guys, you can't think of a moment where they are impacting the game like our bottom six. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fair call. Fair call. I'll uh, I'll absolutely allow that one. Play on. So ins and outs. Smith and Johnson go out. Yep. Options to come back in. Smith, uh, Smith out for six weeks. Yeah, Is that like the word? season. Hammy tendon. Season. Yeah. Hammy tendon. No. Oof. 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 Um, and and we touched on AJ at the start, but Smooch as well. Um, big loss. Really big loss, and we're, our thoughts are with him too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'd love to see a bit of run and dash come in. He's you know he's one of my one of my men. I'd love to see Gary Rowan come in. And I only have the three disposals in the Neefle on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. He, he won't. A... He won't. He won't come back in. But I always love seeing him in. I'll tell you who will probably come back in: Zach Jones Zachy after Jones. his two-week layoff. Yep, he's took, probably the it, one that comes in. Took it off the tip of my tongue, Tommy. Yeah. And Dan, then there's one Dan, more: Dan Robinson or Robbie Fox or O'Riordan. They're probably they're probably the three that you're almost tossing a coin on. Or the man who is. Do you make a structural change and bring in the man who was named best on ground in the Neefle on the weekend, Darcy Cameron? Yeah, he's named best on ground in the NAFL quite every regularly. Week. Every week. Quite regularly. I think um, that's what our uh, our selection committee do well, boys, is they select that player when they're ready. Um, you just see it all the time. Aaliyah, he wasn't playing for 12, 18 months, and then when he does play, he impacts the game like he has. Yeah, yeah, um, But I'll tell you what, Dan Robinson's been stiff this year. Oh, he is in career best form. And he still might not get in because it's exactly two defenders right. going out. Um, yep. I think it'll probably be Fox because yep. he does have that um, ability to play back. What about O'Ridden? Oh, well, Cole's the other one. Yeah, so it's Jones is the first one. He definitely comes in. Um, and then it's Foxy or Cole, I would have thought. And Robbo, for some reason, is missing out and he's just been awesome. Marsh? Uh, Marsh is injured. Marsh has a hamstring problem. So when did that happen? Uh, I believe that was training before, not last week's match, before the Collingwood match. Okay. Well, you knew that. Yeah. Didn't not you know, ideal. Kept that one to yourself, did you, Tommy? Well, I thought I said it last week. Maybe okay. I didn't. Yeah, right, yeah. Maybe I just tune out with all the rubbish that comes out. Oh, actually, that's, that's, that's rich coming from me. That's rich coming from me. I'll, uh, I'll cut my whack there. Um, yeah, I reckon Cole, Cole or Fox have to come in. Yeah. One of the two. Uh, in given that we are sending two two defenders out, um, I'm probably leaning towards uh, O'Riordan at this stage. Yep. Okay. Personally, I just prefer his. I prefer him around the ground. Um, and knowing that we'll have Jones come in and get a bit of running carry out of him. I just the, it's a lot of experience to go out of our backline with Smith and Johnson and Cole's Cole's 
I love his uh, his run and the way he goes about it off the back, the way he reads the play and um, around the ground. But I'd, it's just a lot of experience to go out. Yep. Um, and that's why I like Fox. I just I feel like he's got that bit more of that hardened, uh, seasoned edged to him. Um, yes and yeah. no. I agree. I I think that at that point it's kind of. Oh, I think they're pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I 100% get what, you, get what you're saying, but... Just the aerial side Fox, as well. Johnson goes yeah. out, so the aerial yeah, yeah, impact yeah. becomes yeah. important with Foxy. Maybe. Well, it, could, it could be my man, Reg. Or Reg, yeah, I think, exactly. I think um, yep. Tommy Harley did say he may be back this week. He's up for selection. I think we've you got Jeremy Cameron there as well, and Rory Lobb tends to go forward. Yep. So... He's definitely got a position there. If that's the case and Reggie's yeah. available, it's pretty straightforward. So yeah, it's, Smith yeah. Johnson out, Grundy Jones in. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and we're all tipping the Swannies for this one, Margin Boys. Ooh, yeah, I tight one. We're, well, we're, we're, we're two close spotless. ones. Spotless, spotless it is. It is yep. away. I reckon about hopefully three goals. Benny? Tough one. Tommy. I reckon it's going to be really tight. I'm, I'm going to say under a goal. Three in a row, Benny. Three in a row. I'm going to go with what I said at the start of the year. I reckon still holds up. They Giant, just don't have the toughness. Giants just don't have it. They don't have that killer instinct um, at this pointy end of the season. Swans by seven goals. Yes. Swans by seven. I think we'll be Tommy, all, we'll I, be hope, I hope we get a good win, but I'm a little more wary of the Giants than I was at the start of the year. I think the side that we're playing now is completely by far and away a different side to the one that we chopped at uh, at the SCG in round three. Kelly outs yeah. the big one for me. If he plays, it's a lot closer than that. But yeah. if he doesn't, Swans by seven goals, I reckon. Yeah, It's pretty talented midfield still. Yeah, it mate, is. Even without Kelly. But Heaney and Hewitt and Parker and yeah, Hannah's back yeah, and forth. No, no, not Kennedy. discrediting it. Not discrediting it. We'll thrash him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go, go Swannies. Go the, Swannies by as much as we can. Uh, reserves update, boys. Uh, the as reserves always, have... The Neaffle. The Neaffle. Exactly NIAFL. right. I love that. <laughs> I love that. He's on board, Dave. The Neaffle. What do the you think NIAFL. of that, Benny? I'll tell you what I think of it, mate. I think your disease is spreading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good for the pod. Good for the pod. Uh, so it was an awesome win by the reserves on the weekend. Looked pretty grim at three-quarter time with Canberra leading 8-5-53 to us. 3-12-30, 23 points adrift at three-quarter time. 3-12. But yeah, not, not ideal at that point, but a six-goal-to-none blast in the final quarter. Got us over the line. Riley Stoddart, two crucial goals late in the day to seal the win, but it was yet another BOG performance from Darcy Cameron, which caught everyone's eye, a whopping 72 hit-outs, well, if you don't mind. Wow, I don't think I've ever heard higher than 72. that. 72? I remember along. falling off my chair when Will Minson had like 61 or something. Yeah. And that goes along with 30 disposals, and that surely has him on the radar for a recall to the seniors. Yeah, that's, un- that's unbelievable. Uh, that, 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 that's that, 72 hit-outs, that's Tom Mitchell's 64 touches yeah. territory. Is, is. Incredible. That's huge. Uh, others that stood up were Dan Robinson, 40, man. 42 disposals and a goal. Bit of scoreboard impact, uh, I thought so. James Rose, 32 disposals, three goals. Uh, Robbie Fox, 28 disposals, nine tackles. That Count hard them. edge I Count was talking them. about. Um, and Colin O'Reardon, 31 disposals, eight marks, getting into good spots. Cole, uh, the win moves us back up to second, only 3.5% behind the top of the table, Southport Sharks, so level on points. Didn't, just... we belt, didn't the reserves belt the Southport Sharks? We did, we did, but we started the season poorly. We yeah, were uh, yeah. zip five at the start of the year and then just went Go on a run. Figure. Um, figure. 
just two games to go in the regular season of the Neafl. We play uh, GWS this weekend and the Gold Coast at home to finish off. Southport plays the bottom two sides, Redland Bombers and NT Thunder. So probably need percentage from these last two games to have a chance of finishing first. But either way, if we can win them, we'll finish top two. Beautiful. So go the reserves. Get around the Neafl. What well on, boys? Up the Neafl, Tom. <laughs> What on Darce? What Dave, on Robbo? Ca- what on Rosie back, Fox? You're not coming back from that. Paul? I love that. Love that, Dave. Mate, you're here every week, mate. Thanks, mate. Um, oh, mate. <laughs> what about Mads? <laughs> see you, Mads. Oh, Mads can join us too, mate. Yeah, I love. See you, he's getting around the Neafl. <laughs> I've got to get around him. Uh, round twenty-two tips. Uh, some massive games around the AFL in round twenty-two, starting on Friday night, seven fifty p.m. MCG Richmond taking on Essendon. Non-dream time. Dream time. Indeed. It will be the Tigs comfortably because they are a hard pressure side and Essendon are not. <laughs> that's that's uh, took the words right out of my mouth, mate. That's, that's uh, I couldn't say it better than myself. Can't see Tommy Bell Chambers doing anything too special against Nank or any other player on the field for that reason. It will be the Tigers' manic pressure that gets them a seven-goal win. I think it could even be a bit more than seven, Benny. Fifteen, um, would you say, Dave? Look, I, oh, it could be. Oh. No, nah, I won't go. I won't go that hard. I'll look up. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll stick over. I'll raise you. Yeah, about ten goals, I think. Ten goals to the Tiggies. Yeah, still the team. Who's today. um? Who's playing on Jack Rewalt this weekend? Is it going to be Hooksy or Hurls or? I one think Hurley's got to go to him. Sort of, he did well on Buddy. Sort of yeah. pro- proved he can take that big player like Jack coming off ten goals last week. So. All right. Oh, is so, yeah. He probably gets well held. All right. Richmond Smalls get it done. Daniel Rioli kicks three and uh, Jackie Higgins pops up for two. Ten goals, like that. six. Uh, Tigers by five, six goals. Yeah, yeah. easy. Uh, Collingwood taking on Port Adelaide, one forty-five MCG Saturday. Arvo, the Port Adelaide power. Did anyone? Did any of you watch that game? <laughs> they Against, did it again. Yeah. Oh, oh. So, the West Coast hey, after the siren. Hey. Yeah. After the siren, West Coast have not lost to Port at the Adelaide Oval ever. They have never lost to Port at the Adelaide Oval. We've never lost to West Coast at Optus either. No, yeah. we have not. Love that stat, Tommy. <laughs> the only thing is, there's about another seven or eight games to, that they've played at, uh, at the Adelaide Oval. Um, it was quite a spectacular sort of passage of play because it was honestly all within about five minutes they lost Ryder. And then, yeah, a couple of minutes later, uh, you watched Houston go down. Uh, he copped an innocuous elbow in a marking contest. He was down and out. Trainers went to him. Ball carried on. The very next contest, Charlie Dixon went up, came down on his ankle. Three players, five minutes gone. Well, and that, as soon as that happened, West Coast just just pounced. I was watching the game. Uh, always gambled responsibly. Had a bit of money on the line for the West Coast Eagles. <laughs> and I'm watching it going, wow, well, well, Eagles are stuffed here. Second quarter, halfway through the second quarter, they were nowhere near it. They were nowhere near it. Port were all over them. And Charlie Dixon was just warming up. Robbie Gray was getting going. They were on top in the midfield. And... They just couldn't put a score on the board, West Coast. And all of a sudden, bang, bang, bang. Three players go down. One man rotation. Get all Eagles, over. Eagles run over the all top. Over. And who else should take the grab than the bloke with the stickiest mitts in the comp? Except the Gov. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, second to Ali. Good grab. Mate, I love the Gov. Love him. I'm all about him. And he wobbled at home, too. It was a bit of a it was a bit of a shocker. It was so, a bit of a shocker that he that he kicked. Awesome that he signed from a West Coast perspective. Unbelievable that he signed on because he would have been getting some huge offers. Oh, I heard that we had some interest in uh, yeah. in Jeremy. 
And I would not have uh, not have opposed a man like that coming to the club. Geelong versus a free medal, uh, two ten. Do we actually get tips for that, by the way? Oh yeah, Wood versus Port. Oh uh, yeah, true. I'm, good point. I'm on, uh, good point. Good point. I'm on the pies. I'm on the pies at the MCG. Yeah, they're, pies. Str- they're struggling with their injuries, but once those players ca- start coming back, and uh, most they've got their they've got their most explosive, most dynamic player back inside at the moment, Jordan Degoe. I love that man. Who, who would we want as uh, looking at the ladder? Who would we want to look, win, lose? Probably. To be honest, probably, they're pretty even. It's probably probably Collingwood because then. Port's too far back to, back. to, yeah. to, to yeah. get back in. Yep. And I think they will I think they'll yeah, win pretty comfortably. No uh no Ryder, no Dixon, Grundy will thrash him, Mason Cox will thrash him. Port's, Taylor Adams in good form. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Adams in rare form. Still side bottoms had one of the best years of his life. He's been unbelievable. I yeah. think he's one of the most underrated players going around. Yeah. Still side has been has been for a long time. But even this year, he's put the contested ball in, he's gone full-time mid and... Kicks has goals, got, does everything. Mate, got a great now. Very, very good footballer. Lots to like, lots to like. There's a couple of blokes as well that are maybe a little bit underrated, don't get talked about much. Will Hoskin Elliott, Tommy Phillips, I reckon, have yeah, had great Will years Hoskin as well. Will Hoskin Elliott's yeah. pretty, pretty handy around the goals. But anyway, I don't really like talking up the pies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just win. feels dirty. It feels <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Uh, so down at GMHBA Stadium at two ten on Saturday afternoon, Geelong Sydney's, uh, Sydney's Beach House. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, we love it down there. Uh, we're taking it's the Cats taking on the Dockers. Uh, anyone give the Dockers a chance here? Whitewash, Tommy. Um, Catters very very comfortably down there. Yep. Um, Hawkins probably get off the leash. He's um, in rare form. You've got the big Tomahawk? big three down there. They'll run a muck, and this could be a hundred pointer. Oh, a hundred pointer. pointer. Seventeen goals. <laughs> Deeps, that's that's a new that's a true blood's record. Oh, he's setting records here. Absolutely. Jesus, but, um, tell you what, true blood faithful. There you go. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be the cats. There'll be no no two ways about it. I, I'm not going to say a hundred points. I'll go ten to twelve goals. Oh, I, yeah, I'm thinking ten. Yep, I'm thinking ten. Uh, this one down at uh, Metri- up at Metricon Stadium, seven twenty-five p.m. Saturday clash. night. Well, for for tipsters around the country, this is an absolutely massive game for people in tippy yep. competitions up the top. Um, this could determine a lot going absolutely. into the last couple of rounds. Mate, there's no way that the Lions lose. No way. They are playing such exciting footy. I am loving the Lions. Loving them sick. Absolutely. I think- Fags, Hipwood, Rayner. Half their, their, their entire list. How's that, how's that old school core as well? I, lo- I love the, the Hodge, Mitch Robinson, Beam, sort of that, just like those old school blokes. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Re- it's real start of the 2000s sort of old crew coming together and Robinson, leading the way. Robinson's a bloody nutcase. You just cannot tell what that man is thinking or going to do at any one time. He gets it done every week, though, doesn't he? Mate, he's hard in, as he's, in, head. he's as hard as anyone he's in, in the comp. He's in career best form, and they they got the quality with Beams and Zorko. Yep. They, yep. They're, yep. they're 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 going to be a good outfit in a, a year or two, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. give them give them two years. They're they're, they're competing. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, your Withertons, your Jared Berries, your Rainers. There's class coming out of those kids. So, mate, Camarona, unbelievable, unbelievable. You can see why he was the number one pick. Uh, so Brisbane for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Close. I'll probably say three to four goals, but... Yeah, Dewey will give him, give him a, a real rev up and try and get him over the line, the Suns, but I don't know if he'll be able to do it. I just think they're, they're too shit. Yeah, yeah, no. That's Effectively. Fair, that's and I say that whack. knowing full well that we, we lost to them, but... No, it's fair whack. They are shit. 
Um, St Kilda versus Hawthorne down at Etihad Stadium, 7.25 Saturday night. Hawks for me, easy. Yep, no-brainer. No-brainer. I'll uh, move on They're then. In, they, they have flown under the radar. The they Hawks. have. They're playing some pretty good footy and we've yeah. got them in a couple of weeks, so it might uh, have a, a Two squeeze at that game. Um, so um, I'm going to just do a little bit of op analysis on the Hawks this weekend, so I'll have a look at that. Uh, Carlton versus the Western Bulldogs, Sunday, one ten. Eddie had Your old mob, Tommy. Oh, stop saying that. <laughs> have, you heard, have you heard that Tommy was oh, actually... I've heard that uh, whisper before. Yeah, no. It was uh, a man who got around the uh, the Sorry, Ben, we've already covered that on here, yeah. so... Yeah. <laughs> Is that um, why you cling so strongly to the obscure swan, mate? Because you just you feel like you've met, there's been a bit of betrayal there. You had to go. You had to switch from the blues. Oh, mate, no, I've, I don't f- feel any remorse for getting away from Carlton. That was the best decision I've ever made in my whole life. <laughs> yes, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy goes clip to sticks and the boys. Oh, next game, Eagles and Melbourne, one twenty, Optus Stadium over in Perth. Big game. Big game. Huge Can game. the D's bounce back? Huge. I think West Coast has been very impressive. Sort of that mid-season lull that they had. They yep. lost two or three on the trot, and they're. I'm pretty sure they're locked in for the top four. They've done really well um, at, at Optus Stadium. D's no heart. It's uh, West Coast for me. See, West Coast. I was talking to a Melbourne fan about this, and their final game. They've got GWS in the last round. They've. And I think it's at Spotless as well. Might be wrong. No, it doesn't matter. No, it's at the G. It's at the G? Yeah, All right. I've no, my, no, uh, no, you're right. Sorry. Pardon my me. predictors, boys, so I know, I know where they are. They've got to go over and play West Coast, which is no, uh, no, n- not an easy task. Not over there. However, the Eagles are missing. Gaff, who is obviously given events, he's not playing, but uh, has arguably been their most influential player across the year because he's always been on the park. Nick Nat, their other barometer. And they've got no Josh Kennedy. Jack Darling has gone to water since Josh Kennedy came out of that side. He's nowhere to be seen up forward. And I again, watching them play against Port and seeing them limp across the line at the very end, because they were three play- because Port went three plays down. Big outs, big outs. Big outs. I know West Coast are at home, and that's a huge deal, but if there is a game that the Ds are going to win out of the next two, it's more likely this one than GWS. Mate, I'm with you. Ds, Ds are going to go over there and throw everything at it because they know, they, have if to- they, they know if they don't win this one, we're all going to be laughing at them all summer. So this is, this is their chance. This is the last chance they've got to do it. Last year, they went over there and won. Uh, Tom McDonald's goal in the last minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was huge. And, yeah, that's right. And, it's like six seconds to go. And Gorney, I don't think, will have two bad weeks in a row. Uh, he's got Lysett this week. There's no Nick Nat there to confront him. So. Still a bloody tough, uh, bloody tough. It is a tough ass, but I'll back Oliver and Brayshaw and, and Petrarca and Jones, who had, you know, got completely bullied and outclassed by us on Sunday. I'm backing those guys to have a bit of steely resolve, go over there and and try and bounce back for the Ds. So I'm backing the Ds in a close one. Debs, I'm not backing the Ds and my life depends on it. My money's staying firmly in the pocket. But from an outsider, I think that the Ds have got a lot to lose here. And I'm yeah, hoping, that's it. hoping... So much on the line. Hoping that they can finally show some ticker. That's it. Some resolve. That's, that's the thing. In, I, I honestly can give a stuff if they show it because 
there's only one team in town, boys, and that's the mighty Swanee. That's it. There's mate. only <laughs> one team in town. <laughs> that's it. But um, I, I think the the story is going to be consistent with the D's, um, and they're just going to go to water. Too little, too big, late. Those big moments, they sh- should have put it to us. They did in that last quarter. They should have been closer. If they kicked straight, arguably, look, they could have been closer. And could have run over us, but they didn't get there. And I think... Um, Bungled it up again. That'll uh, continue this week. Killer. Anyway, uh, moving on to the last, uh, the final fixture of the day. <laughs> yep. Tom? And that is Adelaide versus North Melbourne. Two sides that I've oh, just got no time for at all. Zero time for. Yeah, the Crows have been a bit better oh, since they got... Stuff the Crows. Since they got, uh, since they got Sloaney back. I hate Adelaide. But, um, I do too. But you know who I hate more? North. <laughs> Because they stand oh, for so nothing. Pa- they're so pathetic. That's why. <laughs> That's why, mate. You look at like you look at Melbourne. At least they want to play finals. You look at North, and you're like, oh, yeah. couldn't give a shit. What were they? Thirty points up against the uh, yeah, the Bulldogs like in the third quarter. Definitely. And and the Bulldogs got nothing to play for except for pride. They let Caleb Daniel, the smallest bloke in the comp, have forty pos. What are you doing, North Melbourne midfield? What come, are you doing? I mean, come what are you, on! What are you doing, Brad Scott? Brad Scott, Brad North Scott. Melbourne. He's actually, That's I a actually, joke. That actually is a rate, disgrace. Brad Scott as a coach as well. I think tactically he's actually quite good. His personnel let him down most of the time. Yeah. How, how do you let a bloke get like that? Get forty touches. That is a disgrace. That's what I and, saw that stat but, on the weekend. Caleb Daniel had forty. I'm like, you are just. But how did you let that happen? Dave, this is what I always come back to. They could have the biggest treasure chest in the comp. No one is going to want to go and play for the North Melbourne Kangaroos. <laughs> That's it. Garbage. Garbage culture. They don't stand for anything. It was like, oh, we're a shin donut. What the bloody hell's a shin donut, Dave? Oh, it's, it's nothing like a true blood spirit, is well, it? Let me tell you, nothing like the bloods. How's, how's this for numbers? This, this is just an absolute disgrace from the North Melbourne midfield. Bontempelli, for one, he if he has 15, he can, he can really hurt you. Yeah. He had 35 on the weekend. Jack McRae, 40 on the weekend. Caleb Daniel, 40. Lockie Hunter, 44. You don't Are see you three blokes me? in the 40s? Are you joking me? Three blokes no. in the 40s and Bont, 35. That is absolutely that ridiculous, is ridiculous, North Melbourne. That's having... Think about it, right? Elite, elite midfielder gets 30 touches, bit of scoreboard impact, right? Yep, agreed. That's a pretty good game from an elite mid. You, you always give that. We, Joey Kennedy gets that, we give it a tick. They've had three blokes on 40. That's like having an extra elite mid on the field. And the finals are on the line. Like, they have got it sitting there. If they beat the dogs, they're just about in. Like, they're right in contention. Everything yeah, but... Uh, everything. Everything. But they don't stand for anything. No. Yeah, they suck. They got nothing. They, they suck. They are <laughs> garbage. That culture's been done for a long time, that shin boner. Oh, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Shin what? Shin nonsense. Oh, bloody hell. But anyway, I want to actually crows enjoy the rest of it. Yeah, crows, absolutely. It'll be the Crows at Adelaide Oval at home. It won't be a massive win because knowing knowing North, they'll be like they'll pull their finger out and actually Tex out bend. for the rest of the year. It's a big loss to the Crows. Yep, two weeks. Yeah. yeah talking point that. Yeah. What, what do you boys think? On yeah. The, on... yeah. No. I, I just, Fair enough. I really don't like how the result of something plays such a big part in the in the suspension. Like it, someone. That's the way it is, though. It is. It's, it is. Yeah. it's a hard to do and it. You know what? Way. I was I was watching that. So Josh Kelly gets pinned holding the ball for that tackle, and I can't quite tell from the audio whether there's non-controlling umpire that's come in and said sling tackle. But you quite literally, if you hop onto the AFL app, you go to that fixture, you scroll down, you'll see the excessive tackle video. Watch it. 
umpire calls holding the ball, and then he runs in and he sees that Kelly is out cold. He's done. Yeah. And the decision get be then becomes a sling tackle, yeah. a dangerous tackle. Um, I, I was quite quite amused by that. How often do you see a free kick get given? Get reversed. Umpire stands Ever. there and he, the umpire standing there going, "Mate, I don't care. I'm not looking at the replay. I don't care if I've got it wrong. That's the decision." Yeah. And sure enough, they reverse one. That's it. So that is it. That is all the tips for the round of 22 in the AFL. And uh, that is it uh, for the True Bloods. Just before we go, I want to say again, AJ, mate, we love you. We're thinking of you. You're a bloody legend, mate. We can't say enough about how inspirational you are to all of us and how much we admire everything that you've done. Um, and, yeah, just wishing you all the best, mate. And well done to Horse and well done to George and Haynes and All the boys. Chief all the boys. All the bo- everyone. All the boys. Well done, boys. Up Great wins. Come on, bloods. Great stuff. Absolutely love that win on Sunday. Best win of the year. This has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast, and that is it for another week. Calm the mighty bloods for this massive game on Saturday against the Giants, and make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Wooshka, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks to Ben Andrew, as always. Pleasure to be here, mate. And a very big thank you to Dave Baxter for jumping in the hot seat for Baxter. Always a pleasure, never a chore, fellas. Oh, love it, Dave. Love it. My name is Tommy Flanagan. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week on True Bloods Up the Swanies. This has been a Podular Media Production.